Building a portfolio with Fidelity Basket Portfolios is kind of like making a sandwich. It's as simple as picking your stocks and ETFs, sort of like your meats and other topics, and managing it as one big, juicy investment. Mmm, now that's pretty good. Learn more at fidelity.com slash baskets. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSC SIPC. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a show about four farmers who want to take a wife and all of the women who are competing not to end up as the proverbial cheese standing alone. In this very special channel surfing bonus episode, we are diving into the agriculture core dating show Farmer Wants a Wife, a Fox reality program about love farm style because nothing says romance like cleaning literal shit out of horse stalls. Hey, farmers need love too, right? Like, this is their chance. They really do. I will say these are four leads that I actually believe are searching for love. (laughs) I don't know how to find it. This is my chance (laughs) to get married. I've been on the Farmers Only dating app. I've dated every woman within a 60-mile radius. I'm still looking. I simply have to widen the pool and I need some assistance. It's crazy to think of having the exact opposite problem of what we tend to have as women dating in New York, which is the men don't have enough options and they need to have them like shipped in by by Sugarland singer Jennifer Nettles. (laughs) Here it's more like the men have so many women that they literally like don't know what to do with themselves and they just short out. Uh, But this is a show about single male farmers searching for a wife. They kind of lean in the marketing on it, like city gals out of their element on the farm. But it's really just like a mix of women of different backgrounds who are interested in dating farmers. Will they be able to hack it on the farm? Will they find love with our four upstanding agriculturists of America? And... I have a really hard time remembering the name of this show because my son has actually been obsessed with the song, The Farmer Takes a Wife. Takes a Wife. Farmer in the Dell. Farmer in the Dell, yeah. We used to to sing that song and, like, do a little activity along with it in, like, gym class in elementary school. Is that just a song, like, 
every American child. I mean, it's a classic. Learns. It's a classic, yeah. like, uh, nursery rhyme song, but it's very old-fashioned. I like, Listening to your little, like, <laughs> 2019 baby singing about how the farmer takes a wife, and then the wife takes a child, and then the child takes a nurse, and you're like, um, what kind of messaging is this reinforcing in my home? Um, but yeah, this is not such an optimistic title. The farmer wants a wife. Will he get one? That's what we're all here to find out. Will he take a wife at the end? So what, I think that I first noticed that this show existed around the Super Bowl. Like, it was airing a lot of ads during football yes. games. <laughs> so that was their demo, I guess, was like men and women who have the TV on during NFL games. Honestly, that makes sense. Yeah. They're like, this is our demo. It's the wife who's bringing the Totino's pizza rolls in while her husband is just tossing back those buds and watching the the Super Bowl. And then she's like, honey, next one's for me. (laughs) Yeah. This is my Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah. I think I might have literally said that. Um, Humiliating. So, (laughs) So naturally, we had to watch it. And... What we learned is that this show actually has a longstanding, like, franchise history. This wasn't, like, a a new concept, which actually shocked me. I don't—I hadn't remembered ever hearing of it before. I knew that it had aired at least one season, like, years ago in the U.S. Yeah. So I knew it was a reboot of some kind. I had not watched the original. But what I didn't realize was that it has a way richer history than that like 2008 version that we had in the States. It's a European show. Like this is a very, this has a very European history. Yeah. There was a British show called Farmer Wants a Wife that premiered in the UK in 2001. So we're talking over two decades ago. We're talking like (laughs) the years that reality TV was really just first starting to take off. That, you know, we have... Survivor and then The Bachelor around that time. And Farmer Wants a Wife was like in that OG. Yeah. Imagine if Farmer Wants a Wife had become The Bachelor and like every dating (laughs) show was just like, we got to try to measure up to the cultural supremacy of Farmer Wants a Wife. So the original British show featured several farmers who were all searching for a wife from a pool of city gals. But it actually goes back even further to a 1983 Swiss TV special Farmer seeks farmer's wife. I'm not even going to attempt the the German unless you'd like to, Emma. <laughs> no, I I really was searching for how to pronounce this, and I was like, I just don't have it in me. Yeah, if you Maybe don't, we'll put we'll put the title in the show notes or something. <laughs> yes, but it translates roughly to uh, farmer seeks farmer's wife, and so you you see that there is this long history, as basically as old as the history of reality television of farmers who need wives and television is stepping into the breach to say, we will take on this task of finding you a wife to help you out on the old homestead. It kind of makes sense when you think about it that this would be one of the original romantic romance reality concepts because you're like, you're identifying an actual need, right? Men living in relative isolation who could use a helping hand Finding a romantic partner. Yeah. Plus, you get potentially that fish out of water situation. Everyone shows up on the farm. Does their mm-hmm. fantasy of farm life match the reality that they are met with? 
And so the original was pretty successful in Europe and internationally. It spanned over 30 international spinoffs, including that U.S. version that you remembered, Emma, which was in 2008, which took more of a Bachelor approach. Like, they went on it down to one lead. And I think his name was, like, Matt Neustadt. And there were 10 women who were courting him. And he chose one at the end, Barry the Bachelor. But in 2023, multiple leads are trendy. So they're going back to the original, original formula. Four farmers, many women. And we'll just see which love story, like, rises to the top. Like, the cream on a freshly milked pale of honestly (laughs) thank the lord that they didn't just go with one lead can you imagine any one of these men and we will get to the men can you imagine any one of them trying to carry a whole show there are four of them and they can't carry the show exactly it's painful enough with a whole group we couldn't do one i mean this really shows you why the bachelor must have jumped at the chance for chris souls even though i found him to be Maybe The Bachelor with, like, the least charisma of all time. But, like, Chris Souls compared to these four guys, he pops, <laughs> leaps and bounds <laughs> ahead of the pack. I, yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's a, it's a low, low, low bar. The bar is so low. I and mean, there I is just... that romance of the farmer, the solid, like, he works the land. He's not mm-hmm. flashy, but he is reliable and he loves a a good woman the right way and is a solid, hardworking partner. You know, not like these flashy city guys. And so, of course, yeah, there was the appeal of a a farmer season of The Bachelor. But it didn't work at all, in part because none of the women wanted to move to a pig farm in Iowa. That's not The (laughs) Bachelor's that's not what The Bachelor does. They just cast a bunch of Wait, hot it's women. It's Crystal's <laughs> farm a pig farm, or are you conflating the fact that we once interviewed him with a pig farmer? I think that was why we interviewed him with a pig farmer. That was my understanding, that he had a special interest in pork. Are we going to do some some research I, right now? Yeah. I'm like, what is I his like, farm? Why? I thought it was like a lot of corn. <laughs> I don't... Soybean and corn production. Okay. Okay. Primarily. Fair enough. Okay. I think they were just like a farmer. Sorry, this is an aside, <laughs> but the one time it is a really They're just hilarious like any story. farmer and we're going to get him. Because the one the one time we met Chris Souls, we were forced to also interview a random pig farmer, um, which he is why the National that interview, Pig Farmer of the Year. Sorry, not random. Sorry. <laughs> he was very, very nice. intentional, very nice intentional pig farmer. Um They were leveraging Chris's platform. For it wasn't that successful of a bachelor interview. We <laughs> no. didn't end up actually airing. This I think we on learned more ever. about pig farming than about the bachelor as a concept Absolutely. or Chris himself. <laughs> anyway, no, the, the issue was that of the women that the bachelor cast, basically none of them wanted to go live on a farm in Iowa. The bachelor doesn't, it's not a show about how you get to go live on a farm at the end. It's a show about no. finding the perfect soulmate who's going to, you know, give you perfect happiness ever after by being the perfect man. And 
So all these women just came on The Bachelor and they're like, who are we going to meet? Oh, it's Chris. Oh, if I marry him, I'm going to live on a remote farm in Iowa forever. And the whole show kind of like fell apart <laughs> from there. Like it was clear that none of them really were going to do that. Remember Ashley I was on that season like crying I, I because know. he sent her home. I was just going to say, Ashley imagine. I did not want to live on a farm. Like, Ashley I living in Rhode Island, I think, is about as rural as Ashley was going to get. Yeah, and I love that for her. And I, Me too. I, I don't think that, that Iowa life was, was going to be it. Chris was not the man for her. But Jared they, makes a lot more sense. <laughs> clearly what they needed, they need, what farmers need, is a specialty show that accounts for the fact that farming is not just a job, it's a lifestyle, and your future partner has to embrace that lifestyle, be ready for that lifestyle. And so that is what Farmer Wants a Wife is. Most of the show is not even about whether you like the farmers. It's about whether you like helping the farmers clear brush from the streams in their farm. (laughs) You know what? I love a practical consideration. Love is not enough. You need to also want to live on the respective farms of these four men. Yeah. It's, I think we were both a little surprised that the show was not originally an American show because it feels so American. I think as Americans, you're raised with this idea that farming is just like so American. And of course it's like, how did people eat (laughs) anywhere else? I know. You're like, wow, (laughs) obviously farming happens everywhere. Agriculture, it's kind of like the way that the whole world (laughs) operates. And yet there is this particular vision of American farming, which is sort of conflated with a vision of the American West, the image of the cowboy, um, that when you pair that with reality television, I'm like, what could be more American than that? Yeah, like selling us this American (laughs) fetish of of the... The, the farmer and his wholesome lifestyle and the romance yes. of that. I mean, it's Hallmark movies, right? Like, this is a, right. a reality TV version of a Hallmark movie. And what other nation is as obsessed with made-for-TV movies about city women who find out that they have inherited part of a pumpkin farm and then they move <laughs> to the country and then they realize that they're in love with the farmhand and it changes her life for the better. Like, then America, like that is the American form of entertainment. And so the idea of making that into a TV show feels very American. And yet it's been like more successful (laughs) in other countries than here, which we're going to have to dig into later. Let's talk about this 2023 version of Farmer Wants a Wife. I haven't seen the 2008 version, but boy, the 2023 version is a lot to digest. (laughs) <laughs> it's hosted by country star Jennifer Nettles of Sugarland, who also like narrates the show. She provides a lot of the connective tissue because I, they needed someone <laughs> the to men do it. Are not doing very much. <laughs> <laughs> and overall, I would say that the vibe is exactly that kind of like deep fried Americana that we that we associate with the idea of an American farmer dating show. They're leaning in all the way in. So Fox's line on this has been, this is if Yellowstone and The Bachelor had a baby. 
I think we actually have a clip of the trailer so we can really get a sense of how they are trying to sell this show back to us. Fall in love. He's had three kisses. Oh, I think he's kissed like all of them. And see why critics say if Yellowstone and The Bachelor had a baby. You can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't date five girls at the same time. It would be this reality show unlike any other. This is a hell of a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Can I get a minute? I should just quit now. really love it if you would join me in this journey. Farmer Once a Wife, series premiere Wednesday, March 8th on Fox. I love that they had to cut off country roads before it got to the West Virginia part because none of these farms are in West Virginia. But there are so country roads across this great nation. It's true. Um, I love that they started by comparing it to The Bachelor and then they were like, this is unlike any other reality show. <laughs> Except The Bachelor, which is our main selling point, that it's like The Bachelor. Um, Yeah, I haven't watched Yellowstone, so maybe this is an accurate comparison. But to me, I think this trailer maybe oversells the sweeping romantic drama of what we've actually experienced so far in the season. I would say the actual vibe is a little more like if you, like, left Fox News on accidentally and you woke up with a jolt at 3 a.m. and there's, like, late-night filler content on that's like lifestyle <laughs> or it's like you're you switched uh you know you're at the veterinarian or something and you've switched <laughs> you switched on to some like small boutique <laughs> cable channel called like farm life usa and most of the shows are about like horse veterinarians and live rodeo footage but then there's this one they're like premiere <laughs> show is this reality show it really does have like the cadence of a very quiet infomercial yeah it does. Like you could just have it have it on in the background all day as you're doing other things. Yeah. And you tune in. You're like, do I want to buy that <laughs> necklace that they're trying to sell me? Like, exactly. You're like, do I want to buy this romantic love story? I guess there's a love story in there. Sure. It's giving all the giving all the signs. Yeah, it's very laid back. It's very yeah. <laughs> it's very chill. It's being kind. Um I also as I kept watching like by episode 3 or 4, I was like there's a strong sister wives go country vibe to this. It's because each of the men ends up choosing women to go back to their farm with them. And so each man ends up with like four or five women beautiful women with long, shiny hair, just, like, following them around the farm, like, quietly eating dinner with them all in a group, doing chores that he's assigning them in a group. And there's just something about a laconic farmer man leading a bunch of young women around his property and having them do chores that is giving sister wives to me. It's (laughs) the sister wife show itself they're not quite as, they're not farmers, but it's like if Cody was a farmer, this would be the vibe. I'm going to say everyone on Sister Wives has like a lot more charisma <laughs> than the leads of this show. Yeah, it's crazy to think that they had more selection for polygamists who would pop on TV than farmers. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a very, there's a, there's, 
a lot of scenes of them all like in a group uh, doing yeah. these sort of daily chore activities that makes it feel like he has actually married them all and they all live there now. Yeah, you're like, has is he a polygamist <laughs> or has he just hired a new group of staffers? <laughs> yeah, he's hired like he he put out an ad for like farmhands, women only, please. Yeah, exactly. And he hired them all. Um, like, his job, in theory, is to make them all, like, feel pursued and to pull them out for special time and dates to build their relationship. But in practice, so much of what we're seeing is these group farm chore work tasks. And that is, I mean, these are working farms, as far as I can tell. The men are just so much more concerned with making sure that the chores get done than with connecting romantically with the women or choosing between them. That it just doesn't feel like courtship at all. It feels like they're all just like, well, we're all here. We all live together and we got to get this farm working. I have seen almost no romance in the four episodes that have aired yeah. at the time of this recording. Some of like, the men seem actively afraid of it. <laughs> they're like, I might have to talk to one of these women alone and I'm uncomfort at that. No, thank you. I I don't think that they all knew what they were getting themselves into uh, when they signed up for this. On that note, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back to keep going through the just the real kaleidoscope of human experience that is Farmer Wants a Wife. Can you keep up? I like love it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. 
it's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And we are back. And from the branding, like before we really got a sense of what this show was like, I was like, okay, so they're going to take elements of The Bachelor. And then it seemed to present an opportunity to have elements of the simple life there too, (laughs) right? Like this fish out of water thing, these city women who are going to have to really get down and dirty and are they going to be able to hack it? Yeah. And yet they really don't lean into that at all, as you pointed out. Well, I think that they had two directions that they could have gone. Because if you go the fish-out-of-water route, it doesn't set any of these men up for a good partnership with someone who is really prepared to be on a farm. But if you set the men up with just women who are prepared to be on a farm, then there isn't much of that comedic element that we get out of seeing women in stilettos struggling to muck out stalls, which is what these kind of shows tend to lean on. And so I think they went a way that is more practical for the men. 
not as much fun for us. Like, I think that the dream is like the reality TV version of a Hallmark movie, right? Which is like the woman comes and she's wearing her stilettos that are bright pink and like she gets them in the mud and like, oh no. But then she learns to look cute in work boots and she's actually amazing at being on a farm and he can't imagine it without her. But that's just like actually not realistic. And that is the romance (laughs) of the Hallmark movie is how unrealistic that is. So that's the thing. That is what was occurring to me the more I watched this show. I was like, there is a reason that all of the romanticized ideas we have about this kind of lifestyle and about this kind of like fish out of water love story are fiction. Yeah, because it's like (laughs) 99.9 times out of 100 that a city woman ends up in one of these situations on a farm. She's just going to be kind of glad when it's over. And she's not going to be a very effective farmhand, not just for a day or two, but for the entire time she's there. Like, that is actually skilled work. And people spend many years becoming skilled at the tasks that go into running a farm. And it's not something that your average, like, marketer is going to pick up the second day she puts on boots instead of stilettos. So that's a fantasy. It's a fantasy that you can just trade in those things and effortlessly and, and somehow find the perfect happiness that has eluded you in the city. So they, instead, these men, especially of the women that are chosen for them, really go for the women who have the resume. (laughs) Like, they're like, oh, you grew up on a farm. Oh, you care for horses. Oh, you graded cattle as a high schooler at the state fair. Like, That actually sounds like someone who has the experience that they need to fill in the position that I'm seeking for my farm. And also, like, maybe wouldn't be absolutely miserable (laughs) doing this thing with me. One of the men tries to pick a woman who is pretty city and very beautiful, very charming, and he's just like struck by her. And she's like, yeah, no, I, I'm i not even going to go to your farm. Having just met you guys and just being here, I'm realizing that this is simply not going to work. It's this not Hallmark. Not <laughs> right for me. I um, have to bow out. Yeah. Relatable. So we end up with these pools of women who have actual experience on the farm. And the women who are from a more city background are not pratfalling for laughs. They are trying very hard to either show they can hack it or, like, kind of lingering around the margins, not doing very much at all. And so the most (laughs) tension we get is the man being like, I thought I had a real good connection with Ashley, but then she was just kind of not taking a lot of initiative when we were chopping up the tree. And it's like, yeah, she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. (laughs) She doesn't know how to wield an axe. But it's not, like, like great television that she's standing there on the side letting another woman chop. Uh, So they're... They're mostly just showing a lot of country women in their element, which is great. But again, not much drama. Should we talk about the cast? Oh, and yes. in particular, the four lead farmers? Yes, there are four of them. It took me a while. I felt like I was hallucinating. I was like, I there are truly two or three. Four episodes in, I was like, I am forgetting the names of all of the men. You should be able to to learn who 
the leads are of a reality dating show after four episodes. Right. Not the contestants. I still am nowhere near knowing the names of most of the contestants. Oh, after I, I four don't know episodes. like a single a single name of the Because women. it took I four episodes of dedicated work to remember the names of the leads. That's just not how it should go. Normally I have those down after like 15 minutes. After like three episodes, I was like, oh, I really nailed it down. I know which one is which. And then I ran through it in my head and I was like, oh, I thought two of them were named Hunter. (laughs) I think there's also a Landon, but for the life of me, I cannot think of which one of them is Landon. And then I had to spend all of episode four schooling myself again. I think now I remember. When I was taking notes, I was taking notes from an article that had the names listed <laughs> next to the photos. And I still had to keep going back and checking. And I was like, wait, I thought, I thought Alan was the other one. Like, yeah, it's it really, help it that was their names really are all difficult. like the same name. So our four farmers are Alan, 32, a cattle rancher in Santa Fe, Tennessee. Hunter he is the one with a ha- handlebar mustache. Yes. That is his trait. I f- I finally and like a goatee. Got that. He has facial yeah. hair. Hunter, 31, is a cattle and horse rancher in Watkinsville, Georgia. He is sort of the cheerful one. He's the one who you might almost describe as having a distinctive personality. He's also the one that seems to have the least distinctive taste in women. Like all of his women are just blonde. The same blonde woman. Yeah. Landon, 35, is a cattle rancher and farmer in Stillwater, Oklahoma. I think of Landon as the other one because I can't come up with a distinct thing about Landon. He's there. He's definitely there. I think he's the one who kept throwing (laughs) off my accounting of which was which the most. Ryan, 32, is a horse trainer and breeder in Gastonia, North Carolina. I think of him as the kissing bandit slash horse guy. Horses are glamorous. Kissing is glamorous. He's he's bringing the most romance. Yeah, he's the only one who seems interested in, like, pursuing a romantic relationship. Yeah. There's a point where they all meet up at a rodeo. You know, they are, they're on farms, like, across the, the South, so they're not remotely in the same place. So they all fly them all, like, to Dallas or something for a rodeo so they can compare notes And all of the women and all of the men realize that Ryan has been the only one kissing anyone. And they all start to be like, wait, should there be kissing happening? Like, was kissing on the table? Because we've been all been acting like there's just no kissing allowed in our sister wives community. (laughs) He's like, what? No kissing? Like, I thought this was a dating show. I mean, Landon and Alan, like, their women are just starting to leave because they're like, these men don't seem to want to do any romance yeah. at all. Like, are they even aware that we're here? Yeah, the women are, are all like kind of eager to leave. I think that's one of the distinctive traits of this show. So I'm going to run through the names of the women, even though we barely have a chance to know anything about any of them and they all run together but night one each man is presented with eight women they pick five women to go back to the farm with them so their original groups of eight were chosen basically the women looked at videos of the men and selected which one they were interested in and that's how they did the original sort video dating is back and it's working i love it it's working for these old school 
So Alan's group is Ariana, Cassidy, Joe, Jordan, Julia, Kirsten, Rebecca, Sloan, and Kelsey. Hunter's group is Devin, Emma, Haley B, Megan, Sarah R, Stephanie, Sydney, and Talia. Landon's group is Ashley R, Ashley L, Erica, Heather, Jessica, Kylie, Nicole, and Zoe. And Ryan's group is Brittany, Haley R, Lily, Mackenzie, Portia, Sarah V, Sarah I, and Shartasia. So they meet these these eight women. They each pick five. They bring them back to their to their homes. Uh, and then we all get the chance to to get to know all of them. I think this is kind of a big problem with the concept of the show is that if you are men who have grown up and lived a lot of your life in relative isolation and your personality seems really well suited to the sort of solitary work of running your own farm, you probably aren't that comfortable being on camera trying to emote or display personality on camera. Peacocking is not really the the natural mode of a farmer. And that's kind of like the appeal of a farmer too, right? It's like he's not one of these, these pickup artists who's running lines and who just wants attention and the camera lights. But there, it just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't translate. As viewers, yeah. as viewers, it doesn't really work. They don't pop. Yeah. These people do not pop on camera. They are not trying to move to LA and pursue hosting careers. Like, sure, you might find someone who happens to be a farmer who also has that kind of performance element in his personality. Yeah. Most of them are not that, and these four certainly are not that. Like, I yeah. would truly describe them as dull as doorknobs. They are mumbling. They they can't even seem to really project their voices. Yeah. It's it's painful to watch. Yeah, and uh, I I again, I like see the appeal because there's so much more to what makes someone interesting or worthwhile than what makes someone good on camera. Just yes. because someone is not good on camera does not mean, and we say this all the time, does not mean that they're not an interesting person or a worthy person. But this, but it is, is a particular a reality skill show. set. Yeah. yeah, and if you had the skill set and the drive for a performance-related career, you probably wouldn't be a farmer. So, like, this is a limited pool that that you're drawing from, and they ended up with this cast of men who seem to exemplify that challenge. They don't feel comfortable on camera. They definitely don't feel dating on camera. They don't even feel comfortable dating in front of the other women. And that's all fair, but it makes it really hard to make a good TV show out of it. At one point, I think in episode four, three or four, Ryan tries to do a romantic gesture for one of his women. He's like, brings her a rose. And he's like, yeah, I just want to do this off camera and she's like babe there's there's a camera right there like yeah right they are like there. extremely on camera there's a camera <laughs> like, like four what? feet away <laughs> it's not one of those bachelor style shots that you get sometimes where it's like oh we tried to sneak away but they they have like a a spy camera in the in the corner or they have one peeking around a door there's just like a full-on camera crew clearly like feet away from him 
un unrestricted, like nothing between him and the cameras, and he just like didn't see it. It's these men are not prepared for the no. challenges of dating on camera. Um, and this process is is gonna present challenges for them. So as we've as we've discussed, like all the women come back to the farms to live with them. Each week, each farmer picks one woman for a solo date. They also spend a lot of group time with the women doing farm chores. And also, they can pull women for kind of spontaneous solo time. Frankly, the structure feels fairly loosey-goosey. And this is a problem because these men do not have what it takes to produce their own reality dating shows. They they really needed some much clearer structures. They needed to have, like three-on-one group dates where they are given specific farm-related challenges. Like, yeah, they needed to be a little less real to make this at all entertaining. Yeah. There are, the, the first elimination, three of the four men just clearly choke and decide not to eliminate anyone because they don't want to deal <laughs> like, with it. <laughs> I'd say two-thirds of the time, they're just like, oh, I just don't think I can... Yeah. really send anyone home. Because their the are just women like, are calling them up. Yeah. They're like, we need you to make some choices because we don't understand what you want. Yeah, they're like, do you like any of us? Because you are going to have to make some choices at a certain point. And thus far, you seem to just be down with like five of us sitting around your table and you're just mumbling. Like, we're not really making progress here. Yeah. Please eliminate some of us. Please, we're begging you to send us home. (laughs) Yeah, I think that, like, if there were a structured rose ceremony-style elimination, we would be far less likely to see all of these eliminations where no one gets sent home. But it's just a casual dinner with all the women. (laughs) And the men clearly start running up to sending someone home. They're like, all right, well, it's time to say goodbye to one of you and it's so hard because you're all in your own ways. You're so great. And I'm loving having you here. So I don't think I'm going to send anyone home today. I think maybe you're all going to stay. <laughs> He's like, and when they do send people home, <laughs> I've never seen someone so apologetic and like waffling on their own decisions. Like they'll be like, I just don't think this lifestyle is really for you. But I, it doesn't mean I don't want you here because you're you're great. I see so many great things about you. They're so sweet. I don't know. I don't know if you like want to be. Maybe you should. Yeah, I think it's like not going to work. Half the time they they send the woman home because the woman sat them down and was like, should I go home? I feel like I should (laughs) go home. And they're like, yeah, now that you bring it up, I think you should probably go home. (laughs) I didn't want to say anything. It felt rude. Yeah, these poor guys really don't want to be rude to anyone. It's so hard. And so, and because, like you're saying, there's no structured challenges, there's no structured rose ceremony, or rose ceremonies, there's no structured elimination ceremonies, which it sounds like I'm fixated on the Bachelor structure, but that's how most shows do it for a reason. Instead, most of it is just almost docu-style life on the farm with five wives. Farm chores are a huge part of this show. So, like, on a show like The Bachelor or you know, any, really, like, any dating show, when you get a date, it's kind of a lavish experience. 
And or at least you're told it's a lavish experience, yeah. even if it's just like some weird vignette set up on perfect match. Like, yeah. but you're still like, ooh, this is a treat. Right. Or if it's not um, a lavish date, if it's like a group activity, there's still usually like a get cleaned up and have cocktails portion. Instead, it's like all the time they spend together is, can you do farm chores with me? Like on The Bachelor, it would be like, oh, I'm looking for a woman who's adventurous. I'm looking for a woman who can act like a kid and like have fun. So that's why we're going to a carnival or we're rappelling down the side of a mountain. Every single group date on Farmer Wants Wife is, I'm looking for a woman who can do farm chores. So we're doing farm chores today to see which woman can do farm chores. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you did yesterday and also the day before. <laughs> and it makes Again, a lot of like, sense. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> like that is the lifestyle. But it's just not that interesting to watch, nor is does it particularly tug on our like romantic yeah. heartstrings. It's a bit of a culture clash in almost in the terms of of like a time clash. Like there was a time when it was, I think, extremely normal for marriage to be viewed as this practical partnership. Women had their economic function in a household, especially on a farm, but in a lot of kinds of households, you know, 200, 300 years ago, you might be spinning or doing sewing work that could be sent out for money. You might be participating in the economic work of the farm and certainly you're taking a lot of the domestic work of the farm on so that the the other people who live there can focus on stuff like planting and harvest. Everyone has their role and that was accepted. It was like, yeah, you need a, a spouse to bring that component of the work to the farm. And as a woman, you might be looking for a home where you could take on that valuable role instead of being the sort of extraneous person like a spinster who is right who is who doesn't have ownership of any kind over the household that she lives in and so there was that kind of economic partnership and that's what they're talking about here a lot of the time they're like I want a woman who is basically going to be like not a farmhand but just sort of a partner in the farm work but the way that we now think of marriage broadly as a culture is much more romanticized and companionate. And so to hear all these men in 2023 being like, I just really want someone who can like do work on the farm. One of them even says like, I don't like hiring farmhands. I don't want to hire a farmhand. I work alone. So it'd be really nice to have a wife who could pitch it. And I'm like, so you're just like basically saying I'm looking for a farmhand that I don't have to like hire and pay. And she's my wife yes. instead. That clashes so much with this romanticized idea that we tend to have now of what marriage is. And so to then sell yeah. it to us as romantic doesn't work, I think, for a lot of viewers. Yeah, it doesn't It doesn't work at all. It doesn't feel romantic. It does feel like this very practical search for a partner, which again, fair enough. But in terms of what works on a reality romance show, it just falls really flat. A cultural reference that kept coming up for me when I was watching this is one of my personal problematic faves of all time, the 1954 movie musical Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. This is Emma always an incredible... talks about this movie, and I never had any idea what it was <laughs> until we watched Farmer Wants a Wife. And then she was like, it's just like Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. And I realized that I was envisioning it being about something very different, but it is like exactly the same as Farmer Wants a Wife. <laughs> yeah, it is literally about backwoodsmen 
in like the the country and the frontier of the West. I think they're in Oregon. Um, and the oldest brother needs a wife and he goes into town and he's like, I need to find a wife who can hack it on the farm and take care of shit. And then it grows into like a, a bigger romance because of course a woman is always there to ultimately bring out the best in the men around her. I watched as much of it as I could before this taping. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I squeeze it into my schedule. It is like the absolute most extreme women domesticating men fable that I've like ever seen. Like she comes in, the men are living like with dirt smeared on their faces, basically in, it's a house, but it looks like a cave inside. There's filth everywhere. They literally eat like animals and behave like animals. And within one day, by withholding her delicious cooking until they wash and shave and behave themselves, she has taught them manners. She has groomed them. She has cleaned their their clothes and smartened them up. She's teaching them to dance within a, a matter yeah. of like a week. And soon and they're they all can professional do ballet. dancers <laughs> because literally there are all played except for like two of them by literal professional dancers, which is why it's so much fun. Um, I believe we have a little clip of the beginning of this movie that I think really, really connects to the the vision of Farmer Wants a Wife. My name's Adam Ponteby. It's an odd name, I must say. I live up the mountain. I got a farm up there. Have you? It's a good farm and a house on it. There's timberland, high grazing meadows, sheep, milk, cows, 50 acres of wheat. Only thing it ain't got, ain't got a woman. How about it? How about what? I just told you. How about marrying me? He is, he has been speaking to this woman for 30 seconds. And he's like, I literally don't have time to court you any longer than this. So chop, chop. Before this, we also see him explaining to the owners of the general store that he would just basically like to trade for a wife with some of his grain. <laughs> like, do you have one of those around here, a wife that I can just toss he's into like, my yeah, wagon? She needs if she's pretty, that's great, but I need her to work the farm. Yeah. Like that is the main impetus here. Yeah. Like this, I think, is part of why it feels so American because there is this uh, settling the American West, like, frontier element, which, you know, with all of its other problematic elements and uh, the genocide of the, you know, Native peoples who already Indigenous lived peoples. out here. Yes. Um, there, there was this long period in American history where there was this idea that predominantly white men from the East would go out West to seek their fortunes. They would find a farmstead or they would, you know, pan for gold. And then they would look around and be like, there's no women out here, and I do need children to till this land for me, and I need someone to cook for me. And you would have to, like, make a newspaper advertisement and send back to the East for a wife or try to court the one or two women who actually live in town and aren't yet married. There was this scarcity of women because they were just sending hordes of men out West to populate this extremely populated land that they wanted um, for these European immigrants and their descendants. So 
that seems specifically American, this idea that, like, there are these farmers out there in the middle of nowhere, and they're like, where are the ladies? I gotta get me one. I gotta buy one or trade for one or get one shipped in. (laughs) Right. That is the vibe. It's, like, those (laughs) themes that felt so present in the American version of Farmer Wants a Wife. And we were talking about Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Again, it is as I said, a problematic fave, but it is just like a captivating movie. You know, it was nominated for Best Picture in 1954. Um, it has like incredible dancing. And Claire and I were laughing about it because we're like, the, the, what it takes to make this sort of like masculinized, ultimately misogynist vision of, you know, going out West, finding a wife, what it takes to make that romantic is hiring a bunch of, like, Broadway actors and professional dancers. Like, one of the brothers is a was a principal at the New York City Ballet. And, like, sort of beautifying yeah. this really rough-and-tumble kind up. of charisma-less <laughs> vision. Yeah. You're like, doesn't it actually look fun? You'll be doing Russian-inspired ballet moves with your hot hunk of a... Of a lumberjack out here in in Oregon. Guys, everyone should go Google the barn raising. It is unhinged. It is incredible. It's one of, I think, the best group dance scenes ever in a movie. All of these rugged, uncivilized men who are like, I've never even seen a woman. And they use like mustache wax to to put put, put their mustaches into fine points. And they speak in mid-Atlantic accents while delivering (laughs) the the like dialect that they have been given by the script. It is the most because you're like thing obviously. I don't actually <laughs> want to see a farmer in this role. I want to see a these professional performer. Professional performers. Uh, on that note, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back to finish up our discussion of Farmer Wants a Wife. Can you keep up? I like. Springtime vibes are in the air, and when you bring in some of the beautiful flowers that are blooming, you probably want to smell the flowers, not the litter box. But thanks to Pretty Litter, you'll be able to smell those spring flowers all you want. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odors. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, low dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illnesses in your cat. And if all of that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to your door. You'll never run out. You won't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, you won't have to lug those huge tubs from the store to your car or the subway and into your house. Our producer, Talon, has been using Pretty Litter and he just raves about how great it is, how easy it is to scoop how much better it smells. I mean, the health monitor aspect gives so much peace of mind. He's a big fan, and we know that you will be too. Go to prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash LTSI to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. prettylitter.com slash LTSI. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. 
You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quinn's items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quinn's cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quinn's only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash L-T-S-I. And we are back. Should we discuss some of the the standout, and I use that term loosely, the standout <laughs> yes. dramas or plot lines of I think the, the 2023 Farmer It's going to be a short section. <laughs> four episodes, and we were scraping the barrel looking for drama. Basically, all the drama is just that the women are tired of waiting for the farmers to pay any attention to them as women. This, Like, when we talk about that culture clash, it is also between the farmers and the women. Even the women who grew up on farms or who love things about the farming lifestyle very quickly start to be like, I do want a marriage with passion and romance, and I want to be pursued. And it seems like that's not something that my farmer is interested in. So do I need this in my life? (laughs) But before that even happens, I think this is one of our very first solo dates. Farmer Allen. And this is like, this is like the only woman whose name I can remember. Yeah, The only like really distinctive conversation that happens. She seems like the most, like she would be on an actual reality show to me of anyone on the show. Exactly. I'm like Cassidy Joe can hack it on reality television. Yeah, she pops. I'm not saying that I find her immensely likable, but I am saying I that don't, she, I remember who she is. I don't particularly enjoy her, yeah. but I yeah, I did retain her name. So when she meets Farmer Allen, she's immediately smitten by him. We're talking about handlebar mustache Farmer Allen. But she's not convinced that he feels the same vibe. He ends up picking her last after his first choice said, thanks, but no thanks, I'm going back to the city. So she's insecure. She's like, I'm only here because this woman said no. But then he picks her for the first solo date, and they get all of this uninterrupted time together, during which she learns that he has actually been married before. And she says, I don't believe in divorce. And I'm like, girl, believe it. It's real. It happened. It happens. It, it's real. I was like, well, I don't know. Feels, I, it was shocking to me. I was like, oh, there are still people who are just like, 
you are morally compromised because you got divorced. Well, it's funny because there is this clear anxiety that is felt about divorce on the show like The Bachelor, but it's never it's really not embraced. this explicitly. No, it's always just sort of like feared and gestured at. It's like, oh, I have yeah. to tell him about my divorce. He's going to see me as different. But The Bachelor is mainstream enough that there, you know, most marriages end in divorce, like, that there is this understanding that if you hear that your contestant is divorced and you're like, oh, well, so you're damaged goods, I'm done, that that will not be sympathetic. Like, you can't say that. Um, so we rarely Cassidy see Joe it embraced. It. <laughs> She's saying things like, well, did you try? Um, Cassidy Joe, do you think that there will be no divorces if people just tried? Is that why you don't believe in divorce? You don't think anyone <laughs> is out there trying? She's like, I believe in people suffering forever once they get married. Well, if as not soon as happy. he says that he tried really hard, she's like, okay. And I'm like, so do you not believe in divorce? Or do you just assume when you hear divorce that they didn't even bother to try? Because that, <laughs> that seems like a very, very different thing. They get through this pretty quickly. I think that she, on on like Tinder or whatever would write him off for that. But she's like, I'm yes. here on this farm. There's no one else around who isn't divorced. She's like, I am into his very <laughs> unique facial hair. And like, who else am I going to date? I, I'm i in, you know, for miles around, there's no other single man. She's so. like, I'm in Santa Fe, Tennessee, which I didn't know there was a Santa Fe in Tennessee. I'm learning new things every day <laughs> about the vast uh, American geography. Alan and Landon's women are the ones who get the most frustrated the most quickly that their farmers are not paying attention to them. They're just, like, truly trying to leave. Alan is extremely reserved, and he also is refusing to kiss the women. He's set a policy. There's going to be no kissing. He feels weird about it. I get that. It's just not going to, like, be good for figuring out who you like. Yeah. If you're like, I won't show any of them any affection at all. I'll barely speak to them. The women are all like, we're all here to date you. Like, we do understand that kissing will happen. But now you're saying there won't be any kissing? That's actually worse, because I was hoping to get into the mix there. Landon, meanwhile, seems to just be not be paying attention to the women on any individual <laughs> level. He explains initially that his strategy is to get to know all the women better as efficiently as possible. By spending time with them all as a group only. He's only spending group time with these women. Because he he can't just, like, spend time with one woman, and then he's that's time he's not getting to know another woman. They're really, really preoccupied with fairness to their own detriment. <laughs> this is why we always date, by going out with groups of men. And that's the only fair way to do it. Like, it's so easy. not <laughs> kissing any of them. <laughs> it's so easy to spend lots of group time with someone and barely get to know them at all. Which is what happens. This is why Landon has such a hard time sending women home. Because he's like, I, I haven't learned a single thing about any of you. He's like, I'm enjoying spending time with all of you in a group. I don't, there's no one who's jumping out as someone who needs to leave the group because they're tainting it. I'm getting my chores done a lot faster, to be honest, because you're all <laughs> yeah, helping like, so much. would I eliminate my, one of my new farmhands? <laughs> exactly. So this is the big difference in the dynamic with The Bachelor. The women 
have no real incentive to stay other than being on TV unless they're genuinely None. trying to get with this guy because there's the longer they stay, the more farm chores they're going to do. They're, the more bulls they're going to castrate, you know, the more stalls they're going to muck out. It's not like, oh, if I get sent home this week, I won't get to go to Portugal. All expenses paid. It's like, oh, if I get sent home this week, I'm going to miss out on fixing that fence on the property tomorrow. They look like, <laughs> who, who cares? Like, you can find chores to do anywhere. <laughs> there are plenty of opportunities yeah, like to do most, chores. <laughs> the most exciting thing is that you might get to get on a plane and go to Dallas for a rodeo. Meanwhile, the men are like, why would I send these women home? That's fewer hands to do all these chores. <laughs> The longer I have five women, the longer I'm having five people help me with my chores. And again, this is why shows tend to have structures that are enforced (laughs) in order to create tension and like up the stakes. They're being given a huge amount of ownership over this process. And again, they just, one might argue, (laughs) they don't have the producing chops to be given that much ownership. You're like, with great power comes great responsibility, (laughs) and I I need more. Yeah, I need you to give me good TV, and if you're not going to do it, I need you to put the production team in charge. Um, So the leads are are so passive and so happy to continue with just having all these nice ladies here, eating dinner with them in a group and doing their chores in a group, that it falls to the women to become frustrated with the lack of romance (laughs) and initiate breakups. So. We see like several women pull their farmers aside and say, I feel like you don't really like spending time with me or you're just not interested or something's not clicking. Why am I still here? And then the farmer is sort of like, oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I guess you should leave. (laughs) Um, And that happens with Ryan as well. Like all of these women are just and he's the only one who's actually kissing anyone. (laughs) (laughs) They're all just, like, so fed up with how passive these men are that they have to do it themselves. They're just like, I'm just here doing physical labor, and that's it? So, like, this journey can end. Yeah, it's less like being a contestant on a dating show, and it's more like you actually just are a farmhand, and you're like, but I only became a farmhand in hopes that I would get the attention of this handsome farmer, And he thinks of me as just a farmhand, and that's not changing. So I think I'm going to quit this job. So (laughs) the women are slowly taking over control of this season. (laughs) The men do not know how to handle it. They do not. We see Portia, who is one of the only Black women. I think maybe the only one to make the first cut. Yeah, maybe the only one to make the first cut. Um pull Ryan aside, who is the only farmer of color. Yeah, he is black um, as well. Yeah. Yeah, he is also black. And she's just like, I get a feeling that you're not into me. So, like, I'm going to go. And he's like, hey, okay. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Sorry. I guess it's just probably not. Yeah, I guess we're not going to get there now that you, now that you put it out there. Yeah, it feels worth stating that, like, unsurprisingly, this is an extremely white show. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's not completely homogenous, but it is extremely white overall. There is a strong preponderance of whiteness on the show. I think it's notable also that there's something in the culture of 
dating reality shows that I think most contestants and leads are familiar with by now, which is all these people have given up their time to come be here and pursue a possibility of love with you. And if you can't respect that, then you're not doing your job. Like your job is to be like, if I don't see a connection as a lead, if I don't see a connection, I'm going to give you your life back by sending you home. And these farmers don't really seem to have considered the women's lives outside of this as being real at all. Like when the women are like, I gave up a lot of stuff to be here. Like Portia explains to Ryan, you know, I put off a lot of stuff. My job is in jeopardy because I'm here spending weeks here and you're not even paying attention to me. And it seems like it hadn't really occurred to him that she had a life before she showed up on his farm to do farm work for him. Because these men are just not in tune with what it means to be on a reality show. Yeah. At all. So they're not really taking on that responsibility. Like, they want to be nice to everyone. They want to be fair. But they haven't really grasped that, like, these women have complete lives outside of this constructed bubble. And that, like, they wouldn't just be being a farmhand. Right. If they weren't trying to date them. Yeah, exactly. That they, they they're not they're not indoctrinated into that understanding of the reality dating show that if if you're not feeling it with someone the kind thing to do is to let them get back to whatever else they had going on. Instead it's almost more like, "Oh, you're here for a vacation on my ranch. Like you're welcome to be here. You're my guest. Like we will be doing many chores together." And not this understanding that, like, oh, she sacrificed her standing at work, her time with her family and friends, et cetera, to to be here to see if you're interested in her. And you're just not being respectful of that at all. It's something we don't see often because normally, yeah, again, we have leads who have some understanding of how reality dating shows work in some capacity. And it seems like they just don't. Before we wrap up, should we talk about why we think Farmer Wants a Wife has not really landed with an American audience, despite the fact that culturally it seems like it would be a fit? Yeah. I At first, I found this surprising that it had been more successful in other countries. And because we had this one-off season in 2008 that I don't remember making a huge splash. No. Certainly, it didn't lead to a long-running franchise. This season, I felt, was... I was hearing a lot about before it aired and when the premiere aired, but it immediately died off. I didn't hear anyone talking about it anymore, except for us dropping in, dropping in with our little assessment. Because, okay, so this show is, I think, a, a perfect kind of show that you don't need to watch the whole thing, but it's really fun to talk about. So I'm actually, I'm really glad that yeah. we've gotten, gotten to kind of dive into it. But it is interesting because this show has been super successful in Belgium, in Norway, in the Netherlands, like like number one show yeah. in some of these countries. And, and here it just, it just has flopped. And we have some theories on why it might not be as successful despite this extremely American obsession with farmers as like the most upstanding and desirable of men. 
And I think that my first thought was just, well, maybe The Bachelor already owns this demo. Like, The Bachelor is not, as we've discussed, at all a show about farmers, and it's not good at being a show about farmers, as we learned from Crystal's <laughs> this season. But it does target that demo and has owned it so well of people who are in that, like... The Hallmark like, demo? The Hallmark <laughs> demo, yeah. People with conservative views of marriage, traditional ideas of family and marriage and courtship that are rooted in that kind of Americana vision of what romance is, that yeah. that might also be appealing, uh, excuse me, that, that might also be appealed to by a show specifically about the American farmer and, like, country music and, like, good old-fashioned slow loving. The Bachelor is already so big in that demo that maybe there hasn't been an opening for a show like Farmer Wants a Wife to grow that big. Yeah, I think that's really interesting, and I, I'm sure that that probably is part of it. My instinct was like, is this show just kind of too placid for an American audience? Like, mm-hmm. I think that the American history of reality shows in general is this over-the-top, dramatic, like, these big, explosive moments are kind of what American reality TV is built around. And, like, there's a reason that shows like, you know, The Great British Bake Off or Terrace House, which is a Japanese reality show that's super popular, like, didn't originate here. Like, that sort of slower burn kind of more boring reality show <laughs> just, just isn't it. particularly yeah. American. And, and you know, there are some that have, obviously, Great British Bake Off became a sleeper hit in the States. But I think that even in its success, it does point to what works in an American market that might also work in a, a European market. Like, the Great British Bake Off is very calm in a lot of ways. It doesn't circle around like interpersonal drama and explosive conflict, but it is very structured and very well produced. And it's a very slickly made TV show. And Americans do, can, I think, gravitate to, to the softness of a show like Great British Bake Off. It seemed so foreign and exotic when it started to trickle over here like oh in this show like the contestants are nice to each other Everyone's and they so nice help each, each other, other fix their cakes and it's so calming and soothing but would we have liked it if it was calming and soothing and it lacked that kind of clear-cut predictable tension creating dramatic structure that was easy to look, grab onto yeah i think that that's true and i think it also works really well when it's like a task based mm-hmm show, right? It's about a skill set. It's about seeing these, like, beautiful creations. I don't know that that tone works for an American audience when it comes to a dating show. Right, because like, the dating that is just show not is just about relationships. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so to have the relationships without the conflict and the drama. Without any tension. And the tension. At all. Or, or even, not even tension, like, even the big sweeping romantic moments, even like the feeling that any sort of romantic relationship is actually developing. Like, yeah, we basically have none of that. Yeah. No, I think that's true. I think that, and I think that's down partly to the, the lack of 
producer intervention that we were discussing before, the lack of structure, the lack of Mm -hmm. challenges, the lack of clear eliminations, the there's there aren't even really that many dates. Um, so they're not providing that structure to to create um a sense of cohesion and and tension throughout. And also, yeah, you've got to have the drama come from something, and it's not gonna come from who's doing a better job castrating the bulls. <laughs> so you need to have some interpersonal tension going on. I also, and this might be this might be kind of a a, a wild theory, but I I wonder if there's something about how politicized the idea of the farmer and like rural versus urban culture are in the U.S. that that has like become part of the culture war and farming life and the rural life that's red America and urban life is blue America, that that might make it a less, a, a concept that's less able to appeal to a broader demographic. A right. Whereas The Bachelor and shows like The Bachelor have managed to kind of cut across yeah. those demographics. And that has its downsides too, right? Like Bachelor Nation yeah. is completely riven over the last few years by the attempt to continue straddling that that divide when there are very different imperatives for those two audiences. The the more liberal and the more conservative audiences want to see different things from a show like The Bachelor. I want to see it evolve in different directions. But it is still trying to hold together this huge, unwieldy audience. And a show that really hones in on one part of that might seem almost alienating to people who think of it as this political divide. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I do still think that if the show was good, good like if it, yeah, I mean, just if I mean, it had yeah. sticky moment, moments, dramatic moments, if it did provide that sort of fish out of water love story, like that would still be fun for me to watch as a person yeah. who has no connection to rural life, who is has no connection to like the cultural idea of Red America. And, and yet... I love, as I said, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I can watch, like, any terrible Hallmark movie. So I, I do think a lot of it is in presentation, is in how it is done, and who the characters are and whether they are compelling. And it's just, like, we don't have that in this show. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I mean, you always have to go back to Occam's Razor, like, the American additions have just like not been good or at least this one I can definitely confirm is not very good it's exactly the kind of thing that I would believe I would want to watch and in the first episode I was like loving every second of it and then I found myself by episode two really struggling to pay attention to it and that's not a good sign if you can't get me interested in a dating show for more than an episode and a half (laughs) Yeah, we're we're like we should be we should be the easiest to get. <laughs> yeah, <is the> true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that it's the kind of thing that is worth. Like the concept is fun and interesting and feels different. And so the first episode, you're like, yeah, I'm down. This is like weird and great. But then when you just get into the meat of the show, which is as you said about the relationships, and you're given nothing there. Yeah. 
what are we supposed to hang on to? It ends up feeling like a gimmick instead of a show that makes the most of its concept. It's just, well, this is the farmer dating show. And that's the only note that that it's going to hit the whole time. It's just, well, this is the farmer one. They're doing farm things. They're on a farm. And that you don't want your dating show to feel like it's just hung on a single gimmick and it it could be so much more than that there like like we like you're saying there there is so much that could be done with the concept that it it does not need to come off like a gimmick yeah i think it comes down to production it comes down to casting and even with leads that aren't particularly you know primed to pop i think that they could do a lot with production yeah. with editing to to make the stories and relationships feel more central force these guys to go on more dates force yeah them to actually like start expressing themselves even if it's just in interviews to the camera like i don't know yeah. they needed to do more they've got to get in there they can't hang this show on these men's charisma it's not going to work they need to get in there and be like all right today what are we doing we're castrating a ball all right it's a competition who can get more ball nuts in the bucket by the end of right. the day and then you're gonna and then you're, you're gonna, gonna get go on a time date with, with her. me yeah and and production's gonna set up the date so that it is romantic and yeah beautiful and like like just i don't know set these guys up to succeed a little bit yeah you've got to push them you've got to push them to differentiate between the women to make choices and we've got to be getting more from these women as well i feel like the interviews have not been that interesting like how have i not gotten to even know who any of the women are from their except for cassidy camera interviews yeah Uh, there there's just not there's not an there's it's just not giving much it's not (laughs) giving much of anything it's wallpaper it's disappointing because the first episode was so bonkers in in its concept and execution that I was I was hoping for it to maintain that. And I think the first episode is the most structured because they do bring all these men together. They have them speed date. They're out of their element. They're forced to meet all these women really quickly and then stand up and choose five of them out of the eight. And then there's never that level of tension ever again. It just... Yep. And so then they end up with this show where the only conflict that they ever have is the women being like, do you even like me? And the men being like, no, not really. (laughs) Bye. And there you have it. (laughs) Farmer wants a wife. Um, That is also how we we feel about Farmer wants a wife. Do we really like it? No, not really. No, not really. Bye. We thought we might, but we don't. We do have a lot of fun talking about it. We would love to hear from you guys if there are any other weird, niche, fun, sticky reality shows that you would like to hear us talk about in this channel surfing series. Um, I'm excited to get to talk about more random shows and do a more like thematic overview. I think it is really fun fun and I look, I have no us. regrets yeah I have no regrets that I watched four episodes of Farmer Wants a Wife and maybe maybe I'll occasionally tune back in yeah I'll google them at the end of the season and see what happens I want to know who they <laughs> I want to know how it ends <laughs> I want to know if any of them are left with any women there of their own free will by the end exactly <laughs> 
And on that note, that's it for Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. Josephine Martirana is our executive producer. If you like the show, please follow us, rate us five stars and leave a review. And of course, tell all your friends about our show. If you want to get in touch, you can always email us at clarentemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter and TikTok at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at clarentemmapod. And you can find our newsletter rich text on Substack at clarentemma.substack.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week with Rom-Com Rewatch Spring Fling Edition, 10 Things I Hate About You. Can you keep up? I like love Stitcher. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.